Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. Just like the U.S. government is gathering allies to stand against Russian aggression in Ukraine, they're also gathering allies from all over the world to stand up against growing online threats from many different sources, including, but certainly not limited, to Russia. Last week, the State Department did an online roundtable with representatives from 60 countries to launch what they're calling the Declaration for the Future of the Internet. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. We believe in a future for the Internet that is open, free, global, interoperable, reliable, and secure. We believe in an Internet that protects human rights and fundamental freedoms. We believe in an Internet that advances the free flow of information and inclusive and affordable access so that all people can benefit from the digital economy. We believe in an Internet that promotes trust in the digital ecosystem including through the protection of privacy. And we believe in protecting the multi-stakeholder internet governance system that keeps the internet running for all. And U.S. Cyber Director Chris English added, Neither cyberspace or even cybersecurity exist for their own sake. Their purpose must be to enable us to leverage technology, common values, diverse strengths, and collective effort to deliver the full promise of our aspirations in personal, business, and governmental manners that serve the needs of our citizens. U.S. Deputy Secretary of Commerce Don Graves. These values are central to the work we do at the Commerce Department, yet they're increasingly under threat from those who would fundamentally change the Internet and undermine the bottom-up multi-stakeholder approach that has enabled unprecedented growth online. The Declaration will recommit us to the vision of the internet as a global platform for openness, understanding, competition, and innovation, while investing in a digital future that promotes and protects human rights. Then they opened the floor to representatives from other countries. And while we don't have enough time to present them all, we can bring you some of the highlights. First, Australia. I think all of us understand the strategic significance now of the internet for our security, prosperity, and societies. Um, and that's why we really must ensure that cyberspace reflects and is strengthened by human rights and liberal democratic values. Um, and it really needs to be resilient to those who would use digital technologies to undermine those rights and subvert those values. And over the last two decades, however, we have witnessed serious challenges to these values and that is ongoing. Um, and some are using quite clearly the internet to deny others human rights, conduct or condone malicious cyber activity, spread disinformation and harmful content, and abuse the openness of internet governance to advance a closed and authoritarian vision. Um, Russia's unprovoked attack on Ukraine and its blatant use abuse of cyberspace is a devastating reminder to all of us of this. So that's why we must come together through initiatives like this, um, united by our shared belief in the potential future of an internet that enables digital technologies to promote connectivity, sustainable development, and the enjoyment of human rights and fundamental freedoms. And Ukraine's Minister of Digital Information amplified that message. We are living in a strange time. One part of the world is on the way of outstanding technological progress, democracy, and sustainable development, while another part of the world is trying to use modern technologies for this, this, uh, genocide. 
we can see how Russia propaganda on a new technological level, including using the internet, is transforming people into zombies that are ready to kill, ready to rape children, ready to destroy whole cities. Japan's representative very much agrees. A recent Russian aggression in Ukraine is a forcible, unilateral attempt to change the status quo. Killing a number of innocent civilians is a clear violation of international laws, and it cannot be accepted. I strongly condemn what has been done by Russia. Looking at what's happening in the world right now, I feel strongly concerned about the fact that bad activities that wreak havoc on fundamental values of the international community, such as freedom, democracy, human rights, and rule of law, are gaining momentum. Russia's dissemination of disinformation associated with its aggression and the Internet interventions done by some governments are among those activities. The Internet guarantees a freedom of expression and speech, and it is the bedrock of democracy, supporting social participation of all people in the world. Given that, it is an unacceptable act that some government try to have a top-down control of the Internet and use it for wrong purposes, such as suppressing students and the freedom of speech. And the representative from the European Commission added... Russia's illegal war, uh, the aggression against Ukraine, remind us that we cannot take peace and freedom for granted. And just like many of us could never have imagined a war in Europe with global implications once again. Losing the free internet may be hard to imagine too. But there is this thing about freedoms. We have to fight for them every day and not to take for granted that this is an everlasting feature. Meanwhile, the UK's digital secretary talked about efforts to increase online safety. Our legislation has the protection of children at its heart. It will tackle criminal activity online. And crucially, it is underpinned by our commitment to fundamental freedoms and human rights, particularly free speech. I believe we're at a turning point in the digital age. We're entering a new chapter where tech companies are held fully accountable for the content on their platforms that they uphold their own promises to their users to protect people from toxic, racist and misogynistic abuse and protect children from cyberbullying and other harmful behaviour. That we make sure the internet is a place where people's rights to participate in society and engage in robust debate are protected. Our measures and the measures that we're seeing elsewhere, such as in the EU and Australia, will help to make the internet a safer place for everyone. And Jamaica's Minister of Science, Energy and Technology says they're concerned as well. The government of Jamaica believes in an open internet, which is free, global, inclusive and secure. As we advance our own social, societal, digital transformation goals, we are cognizant of the dangers which lurk in the digital space owing to those who would seek to misuse its capabilities. We are in full agreement with the need to return in earnest to the original vision for the internet, the vision which supports trust in the digital ecosystem, inclusivity and affordable access and the protection of human rights and fundamental freedom. 
Jamaica views a declaration for the future of the internet as a pathway to reclaiming the promise of the internet and therefore gives its full endorsement. The 90-minute video conference also included conversations with members of civil society groups dedicated to the fair and open development of the Internet, including former U.S. Ambassador to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, Madeline Cornblow. You know, in the mid-90s, the Internet was seen as an infant industry. It was going to provide competition to the incumbent telecommunications network. And so it was treated with a regulatory light touch approach to ensure that it could grow free of the shackles of regulation. And the internet has obviously changed, it's grown, it's concentrated, and that approach has been central to the way it's grown. But it's clear that the challenges have changed over time. In the 2000s, some 10 years ago, when I was ambassador to the OECD, the agenda of internet freedom was launched. And that was the idea that human rights should be respected online. But the primary concern then was making sure people could get connection to the Internet and that they wouldn't be subject to shutdowns and censorship. And again, I think the challenges have changed there as well with the rise of surveillance, ransomware and cyber attacks with inequality growing. And in both cases, we can't assume that the technology itself, I think Jake mentioned this, that the design of the technology itself will bring democracy and human rights. Uh, we can't assume that the technology itself will give voice to the voiceless or power to the powerless. Um, and so it's so important that in this declaration, you're refreshing this idea of the internet as a force for competition petition, a force for freedom. And Paul Mitchell, who is the director of the Internet Governance Forum, talked about the need for new norms because of how much the world has changed. If we look at what's happened over the last three years on the use of the Internet for a variety of activities that were not really forecast and that we didn't plan for, but we essentially redefined the world of work around the world as part of the pandemic response. We had to create new norms for how to be at work. We had to create new norms for how to think about connectivity generally. And we had to redefine essentially what that meant real time. And I think this demonstrates the great features of the internet's design and the forethought, perhaps even a little bit unexpected at the time, but the forethought of the internet's early architects who have created a framework that allows for this sort of continual reflection, continual redesign, and continual repurposing. These were just a few of the many really interesting and I think important comments from government officials and other representatives from all over the world on this topic. At this point, it's unclear exactly what, if anything, will happen now that they've affirmed their belief in a shared vision of an Internet that's more free, safe and inclusive, but also less tolerant of crime, hate and repression. To watch the entire video of this event, Google U.S. Department of State Declaration for the Future of the Internet. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5 1590 WAKR.
and WAKR.net.